Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, my Concordia family. Such an honor and a privilege to be here today. And this topic, um, when Reverend Allen mentioned it to me, leaning into discomfort, it was like, oh, I can talk about that. Yes. Um, can't we all? Can't we all? Discomfort is... Uh, when I really started to think about it, I realized how many different forms discomfort takes in the many situations we're in. And I'd like to start out this morning um, just talking about what is discomfort exactly. Uh, there can be some fear in there, some anger, some doubting, some regurgitating, or as Reverend Allen would say, Rubik's cubing. Uh, things that are going on in our minds. There's some resistance and discomfort, pushing against something. There's hurt. Maybe a conversation that you're needing to have that's causing you some trepidation. Maybe something was said and you feel uneasy about it or you feel wronged. Something needs to be done and you don't want to do it, you just have this response, this discomfort about doing it, um, a confrontation that you need to address, or something just feels off, something just doesn't sit right, um, a, a situation you can't quite put your finger on it, but it does not feel right to you, um, a conversation that you, you need to have that might hurt someone's feelings and you have some discomfort around how you're going to present that and, uh, or being accused of being wrong or a wrong that needs to be righted. So uh, perhaps you overheard something that was unsettling. You keep vacillating on something, uh, confusion, indecisiveness, you keep revisiting the same thing over and over again. And it, it can often feel like it's either this or that. Oh my gosh, if it isn't this, it has to be that. This or that, either or. As if, as if spirit is limited, as if there isn't more than one way of doing anything, as if your possibilities aren't unlimited. So these are all just little things that, um, uh, that, that niggle at us, that they're, they take up energetic and emotional space in our minds. Um, they take up storage space in our computers. Um, that all, uh, it, it's the opposite of peace, of ease, of relief, of clarity. And you know, sometimes not having clarity, feeling indecisive or feeling this or that, it's this or that, is because perhaps we've forgotten there's divine right timing. And sometimes it isn't quite time to decide if it's this or that or something different. Are these the only options? the unlimited possibilities of, of source. What a gift. What a gift this teaching is to us. 
So there can be this undercurrent, this background noise in your mind. And usually what it all comes down to, all of the above comes down to, is that we're bumping up against a belief, a thought. It may be conscious or subconscious, but everything is information. It's a perspective. Um, it's a perception, a way that we're looking at something. Um, and those things are all things of thought. And as we know in Science of Mind, thought is something that we can change. Beliefs are something we can change. That the absolute knows exactly the right and perfect timing, the right and perfect information. So information really can't harm us. It is our perception of the information that can alarm us or it can soothe us. It, it can do any of, of that. Um, it's an indicator. It shows us what our dominant thoughts are where our beliefs and thoughts and words are taking us. And the power they have is only the power that we give them. And we are in control of that. And uh, a while back, I was in a class and um, we were kind of going over things from our past, you know, childhood, things that happened and, um, and I was, um, I was definitely in discomfort about a couple of things that had happened. And this instructor said to me that I should read something in Science of Mind. And the gist of what he suggested I read was that there is that within me that can never be harmed, has never been harmed, can never has never felt pain, has never felt victimized, has never been hurt in any way. And to take that in and understand that that is the soul's call to the truth of who you are is such a gift. So, I'd like to um, just share a quote with you from Ernest Holmes from Science of Mind 365. We do not change all the patterns of our thought in a moment. Rather, it takes place little by little until gradually the old thought patterns become transformed into new ones by some inner alchemy of the mind the operation of which we do not see, but the manifestation of which we do experience. So to be patient with ourselves. So for me, I was having quite a bit of discomfort about this talk and it didn't come on immediately. Um, anyone who does any public speaking here, I'm sure you can... Uh, I'm sure you've had some a little discomfort every time you're going to present. It's kind of a natural phenomena. And to examine that discomfort and know why it is. And for me, it was, you know, what could I possibly have to say that anyone would want to listen to? Um, am I enough? 
Can I give enough? Um, uh, will anyone take anything away? Um, and, and isn't that certainly something any teacher or any instructor or any speaker deals with? That discomfort. And the biggest discomfort came just a few days ago when um, I thought I was all set. Did you ever think you were all set? I had all my ducks in a row. I had my notes. I had different things. I had done my research. I had uh, read many things. I had, had combined and mushed and, and expanded and done all the things to do. And I thought I was ready. And one night about 11 o'clock that night, I was getting ready for bed. And I said, oh, I'm just going to look at these notes just one more time. And uh-oh, I didn't like it. It didn't feel good. It was very uncomfortable. And um, I thought it just wasn't anything that I wanted to say. And um, then I hit either or, this or that. I hit, oh my gosh, I need to start over. I'm going to have to start over. and um, Or deliver something less than I would like to deliver. So I had to pull out my spiritual practices to get through that. And what I did is a process that I'm going to offer you today. It's just five steps, five things to do with any discomfort around anything, around conversation, around relationship, around experiences, around the past, around concern about the future, any kind of discomfort. And the first thing is to explore your discomfort with curiosity rather than resistance. Curiosity is very different from resistance. And you can ask yourself some questions um, to identify that feeling. What is that? Where does it live in my body? Is it something old? Is this something I've, I've bumped up against before? What are my thoughts around it? someone I loved approached me with this discomfort and told me about it, what would I do to soothe or support that person? What is my resistance trying to control? If I'm feeling I'm pushing against something, what is it I, I'm, I think I'm trying to control? So to look at, is it fear? Is it guilt? Is it confusion? Is it anger? Is it new? Is it old? There are a number of ways you can do that. So the first step is to explore with curiosity. The second step is to be in the feeling. Allow that feeling, allow that feeling in your body, in your mind, allow it because there is a gift in it. It is bringing you a gift. And when you explore it with curiosity and allow yourself to be in it, it will show itself. You will, you will uncover, you will reveal its gift. After all, it is a thing of thought, your thought, the only power it has is the power you give it. 
And then imagine what would it be like if you didn't have this feeling of discomfort? What would this event, this conversation, this relationship, what it would be like if you didn't have this feeling of discomfort? And then how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? Do you want to feel like you're in discomfort? Probably not. So the certainly at 11 o'clock at night, I didn't want to feel discomfort. I wanted to go to sleep. That's what I wanted to do. I had to get up early in the morning. So then the third step in this process is to choose a different outcome. Discomfort is often about something, an event that's coming up, something that's going to happen, something that did happen, and you are Rubik's cubing it. So choose a different outcome. In other words, prepave this event, this conversation. Prepave it by knowing how you want to feel and then preparing by feeling, trying on that feeling. What does it feel like to feel good about that? You may not know how the outcome is going to come about. You may not have all the details worked out. And, you know, frankly, that it really isn't any of your business. You can um, vision for it. You can meditate about it. You can uh, offer the best you have to offer toward it. But really what you want is the end result. How do you want to feel? And how do you want the other person to feel? How do you want people at the event to feel? What is the feeling you are going for? So how are you preparing for the outcome of your desire? And it may be useful to ask yourself some questions about the thoughts you have about this discomfort. Are they useful? Are your thoughts helpful? Is that thought I'm having about that helpful? Is there something there for me to use? If I act on that thought, how would I behave? If I act on discomfort, on upset, on worry, on concern, how do I behave? Probably not the way I want to show up. So my second quote that I would like to read to you is by Buddha. It's just as a snake sheds its skin, we must shed our past over and over again. Isn't that the truth? Don't you feel like, well, I've dealt with that, haven't I? And there it is, rearing its ugly head again. Haven't I dealt with this already? It's the spiral. You have dealt with it on a certain level. Your uh, your consciousness has expanded and now it's coming back around and you will have other information about it. You will have other insights into that. 
And the fourth step is to claim the spiritual truth. Claim it. That saying, um, I think Reverend Allen used this similar to this last week. It's stop telling spirit how big your problems are and start telling your problems how big spirit is. There's a truth, a spiritual truth that fits every discomfort that can bring peace and harmony and unlimited possibilities and potentials into your life. There is a spiritual truth. You can... Uh, look them up in some of your Science of Mind magazines. You can uh, look it up in any of your textbooks. You can receive treatment from a practitioner. You can do meditation. You can journal. You can go within, go to your heart space. And you take a spiritual truth and you affirm it until you know it is the truth. So I would like you to see I have some uh, spiritual principles that you can look at just to get a sense of some. I know you know many more than this, but to know, to know with all of your being that you are safe in the rhythm and flow of ever-changing life. You are safe. You are an eternal being. Your mind and God's mind are the same. There is only one mind. All that needs to be revealed to you is revealed. The next one's my mind is a center of divine operation. How wonderful to know that. To know that you are divinely guided and guarded and governed by spirit. Principle is not bound by precedent. In other words, the past is the past and the future is the future and all of your power, every bit of your power is right here, right now, in this moment. Everything can change. Your perspective can change right here, right now, in a red hot minute. All of life is the outpicturing of consciousness. Everything in my life is what I have pictured coming into form, coming into creation. And I don't always want to know that. There are times, you know, I'd really rather not know that. But I know it's the truth. I know it's the truth of who I am. And as my consciousness expands and becomes more and I become more then my pictures change and what comes into my experience changes. My power is in this present moment. There's a power for good in the universe and I can use it. Oh, there is a power for good in the universe and I can use it. Law manifests the mental equivalent we hold in mind, that mental picture that we hold in our mind is what the law manifests. The vibration which we give off is what must come back to us. It is the law. God is my source. All that God is, I am. I am a channel for divine expression. Inherent in every desire is all that is needed for its fulfillment. 
It's all that is needed for its fulfillment. Imagine that. Imagine if what you really desired can be yours when you make up your mind that that is truly what you want. If you haven't made up your mind, perhaps there's a reason for that and to allow it to be kind and gentle to yourself. So um, the fifth step is to practice, practice these steps. Affirm until you know it's the truth. And often it's easy to start with some small discomfort, something a little less, something not too hot, too reactive. And practice your skills as the powerful creator that you are. So at 11 o'clock that night, I, I went to bed. And when I got into bed, I did a treatment for myself, knowing, knowing that that's exactly what I needed to do to not dwell in the poop. Don't be dwelling in the poop. Move forward. And um, not only did I do a treatment, but I affirmed that the next morning I would have clarity. I would know what to do. I would know which direction to take. I would have unlimited possibilities. And I affirmed that. And I did go to sleep. And two hours later, I woke up and my mind was just going. And I grabbed my phone and I have a, that recording thing on the phone. And I just started to talk into the phone and blah, 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 blah for a couple minutes. And then I was complete and I put it down and I eventually went back to sleep. And a couple hours later, the same thing happened again. And I blah, 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 and I put it back down. And the next morning, it was actually 4.15 in the morning. It was a very short night. 4.15 in the morning, I woke up and I was done with sleeping. And, um, and I had no discomfort about that, by the way. I didn't go, oh, I'm just going to be so tired today. And, oh, I have so much to do. And, oh, I can't, I'm a little foggy. No, none of that. None of that. And eventually that morning, I listened to myself, to those recordings, and it changed the direction of my talk. So this stuff works. Imagine that. So practicing it. Practice, practice, practice. Affirm until you know it's the truth. And so the four steps, explore with curiosity. Be in the feeling and allow it to show itself. Choose a different outcome. Claim the spiritual truth and practice. There's a Native American proverb that I think is beautiful. It says, between who you once were and who you are now becoming is where the dance of life really takes place. Between who you once were and who you are now becoming is where the dance of life really takes place.
Do you know that matter, form, isn't really solid as we think it is? That the atoms, atoms are the smallest unit of matter. We are not aware of anything smaller than an atom at this point, even with the powerful microscopes we have. The atom. The cells of the body, you got six billion or so cells in your body that create, make up your body. And those atoms, those cells are made of atoms. So there's a lot of atoms. And what we know now with the science we have is that the atom is 99.999% vibration, energy, information, all that we've been talking about. Vibration, energy, information. Which means since there is only one creator and we can use that creative process, we can change absolutely everything if we have the belief, if we move toward the belief. We are truly vibrational beings having a human experience and transformation is our birthright. My final quote is from Reverend Roger Teal, and it is that the committed heart is the sacred portal of transformation. The committed heart is the sacred portal of transformation. You are a powerful creator. Claim it. Prove it to yourself by using the information you have at your fingertips. Namaste.